Now getting you set for everything Cardinals. His second game as a Cardinal. Three home runs. This is the Redbird Report Show with the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Danny Mack. You're out there. On 101 ESPN. Away we go and welcome into a new baseball show on 101 ESPN. I'm Dan McLaughlin of Fox Sports Midwest and 101. This is the Redbird Report, and we're coming to you from Jupiter, Florida, the spring training home of the St. Louis Cardinals. The idea of this show, it's pretty simple. Great guests and great baseball info. Lots coming your way in the next hour. I had the chance to sit down and visit with Cardinals manager Mike Schilt for an extended look at spring training and his club, which has 73 players in camp. For president of baseball operations, John Moselon. Yeah, we're fortunate. We're blessed with great weather. Really excited about our club, and uh, you know, knock on wood, right now, so far, um, from the physical standpoint, everything has gone well. So, uh, still wrapping some stuff up inside, but overall, uh, been a very positive day. That was Mo from yesterday as he addressed the media here in camp. There's a few questions that, that need to be answered as, as we look at the next uh, 40 days. Is, you know, who's ultimately going to be the closer? What's our rotation going to look like? Uh, who's going to hit in the four hole? Perhaps um, as, as the, the manager thinks about the lineup, could consider um, what the options look like in the leadoff spot as well. So I think when you get to camp, it's always sort of fun because you can now start to address some of the questions. Whereas in the off season, it's just something all we do is talk about. But now we have that, that window to actually discuss it. and. Uh, allow people to go out and, and earn some things. All pitchers are here. There are no issues concerning physicals or visas. That includes KK Kim. There are nearly, how about this, 30 members of the Korean media following his every move, and I mean his every move. He threw a bullpen a couple of days ago. He tossed about 60 pitches. That's an incredibly high amount for a bullpen to start a season. Mo has high expectations for this lefty. You don't sign somebody like KK with with the hope of him not being a key contributor to our club. In terms of what role he's in, I think that's still uh, to be determined. But um, obviously a very talented player. You look at the success he had over in the KBO, um, you know, we're certainly excited about having him and and we certainly welcome him and, and think he'll be a real positive addition to our club. The question will be whether or not He's in the rotation. One pitcher that is guaranteed to be in the rotation, Jack Flaherty. Last season, you may recall Flaherty nearly pitched a no-hitter in San Francisco during the game before the All-Star break. After the break, he put together one of the greatest second halves in the history of the game. Literally, one of the best ever. He had 15 starts and a .91 ERA. It was the third lowest ERA in the past 100 years for a pitcher in the second half of a season. So it always is, what have you done for me lately? Well, what can he do to duplicate that performance? You don't try to do too much. You just go and you, you take what you did, you take what I did at that, at that point and try to repeat it, but understand what went well and understand the good things and understand what, what the process was and just try to follow the process. You can't try to do anything too much. You can't try to really try to go out and be better, try to improve off of that. Just try to keep everything the same and and trust the process, you know, trust the day-in, day-out process. It's a huge camp for guys like Alex Reyes and Austin Gomer and Daniel Ponce de Leon. Daniel experienced his first Major League win a season ago. He's ready to roll here in 2020. It's up to me to perform, and if I perform, I believe I'll be on the team competing, you know, every five days or whatever they want in the bullpen. I took a different approach this year. I went up to driveline, and I had them write out my 
my pitching side of getting ready and also my lifting. And um, I feel like uh, I really kind of cleaned up some things that I needed to in my delivery to help throw more strikes and take some stress off the arm. I get asked all the time about a player to watch in camp. This year, my guy, Johan Oviedo. Now he's six foot six. He's a right-hander that can hit high 90s. This time last year, he was just a guy. Then he was in Palm Beach High A. He started out the year 5-0, and then finished up at Double A. And he told me one of his goals this spring, throw to Yadier Molina. I really, really hope that I can, you know, pitch with him before he retired. That's one of my the things that I really want to come true. Come on my fastball a little more. I'm still working with my changeup. I see a lot of improvement in the offseason with my changeup. And this is probably the only two of the things that I really need to focus on. And that's probably the things that will help me out to go to big leagues and maintain in there. That's one of the things that I'm, that I'm really need to fix. Spring training can be a grind on the catchers. They are catching pitcher after pitcher after pitcher. That includes one of the top prospects, Andrew Kisner, like Oviedo. He marvels at the future Hall of Famer, Yadier Molina. I think the thing I take away from it is the mental preparation you have to have, not only for a game, but just for practice. You have to be mentally mentally locked in every single day, every single game, and that really allows your, your physical abilities to take over. The one thing that wows everybody is the longevity that in his career he's been able to play 120, 130 games every, sing, every single season. So I think that's one thing that uh, I hope I can have in my career is, is that health and that longevity. As I mentioned, many of the position players like Kisner are here in camp, and that includes center fielder Harrison Bader. Camp is a time for players to gain a spot or regain their form. And that's the case for Bader, according to Mosellock. You know, I haven't spoken to him uh, uh, personally since I've been down here, but I, I think he's very well aware of, of what he needs to see happen. And so when you look at, at the type of player he is, he's someone that has a chance to be an elite player in this game, but he also has a chance to, to be more of a fourth or fifth outfielder if the offense doesn't pick up. So, you know, I think he used his, his offseason very wisely. I think he came into this camp prepared, and um, you know I think he's going to try to make the most of this opportunity, which is all you can ask. Bader will be in competition with a number of players, including Justin Williams. Yeah, feel good, uh, ready to go. I'm excited to be here. A lot of familiar faces, mostly in the corners. I'm more comfortable there. Honestly, I'll play wherever they need me. You know, I need to be able to play all three by the time I'm done. I'm just going to try to show up on time, be early, and just work hard. Williams was hurt last year during spring training, but. He then finished with a flourish at AAA Memphis. He told me he played six weeks this offseason in Mexico. Another player that got hurt at the end of last year, I really want to see this guy play, Lane Thomas. Remember he had that fractured wrist, and then he was done. He'll be competing for an outfield spot. Yeah, I think just kind of worry about where your feet are at every day and you know focus on the drills and you know the fundamental stuff. And I think all that all that stuff will work itself out. I think it's uh, it shows kind of how good the Cardinals you know development process is when they have guys in house that are you know competing for, for roles. So I think it's all been good. Yeah, I felt I felt good pretty pretty shortly after the postseason stuff. You know, it was I was able to get back working out quick. So we're, you know we're all good. Um, I definitely have more experience in center, but you know I obviously have played both the other positions close to as much. So you know whatever whatever they. Throw I'm ready for. New faces to the organization are here as well. Austin Dean was picked up this offseason from the Marlins. He's looking forward to playing in front of, well, let's just say bigger crowds than the ones that he saw in Miami. Yeah, it's definitely different. Uh, when I was there, it was it's incredible. Just the, you know, all I've heard growing up as a St. Louis fan base is one of the best in baseball. So just 
getting the opportunity to play for that is uh, very enlightening. And, uh, I'm very looking forward to just to being around there and just uh, trying to become a favorite there. Going to be playing uh, outfield and you know working a little bit at first base. Uh, you know, I told him I'm open to stick me anywhere and I'll learn the position. I don't really care. You know, I just want to be able to contribute and be a part of this team. It's official now. There's a 26th man on all rosters around the game this year. Remember the name Max Schrock? He was a part of the Stephen Piscotty deal a couple of seasons ago. This is a very important camp for Schrock. He was left off the 40-man roster, but no team picked him up. This year, he knows this is an important camp for him. Yeah, you still get those butterflies, I think, no matter how long you've been doing it. Um, you know, it's just an exciting time of year, and you just, you're ready to play baseball. It's been you know, four or five, however many months off, and, and you're just ready to play. Yeah, I am a guy that I bounced around. I was a second baseman by trade uh, growing up and played a lot of third base and some left field uh, last year. So it's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm going to be prepared to do all those things this year. Working with Jose Okendo, what's that like day in and day out? It's incredible. Um, just the things that he sees and, and the way that he conveys it to the player is, is I think, second to none. And, and it's been a pleasure working with him, being able to work with him every day. Finally, when you when you're this close to the big leagues, you can taste it. And, you know, people talked about it. Man, he's this close. Um, how do you keep that in perspective and going forward? I just try to be consistent, try to stay healthy, and um, play well. I, I mean, those are the, I think the three things that it boils down to. Um, just play the game every day. Like you know, you just, you're having fun and try and keep the whole making it to the big league thing kind of in the back of your mind. Uh, can't really worry about that day in, day out, or not going to play well. A player who will not be part of the roster early on, but could be later in the season, Jordan Hicks. John Mozeliak gave an update on the Cardinals' closer. He's probably at about 60 feet right now, so very traditional Tommy John rehab at this point um, in, in terms of, of what that looks like long term. Really, you just take it week by week. I have met with the medical staff on what that looks like and, and you know, sort of like how we can anticipate what midsummer might look like as well. But rather than uh, getting ahead of ourselves on that, I think it's best to just be patient. And he'll, you will see him out on the field. You will see him participating in some activities. But from a throwing program, it's uh, something that's going to be very limited as we start off. Early in camp, outside of the, the physicals that they take, the bullpens they throw, the batting practice in the cages, the ground balls, the fly balls, there's photo and video shoots. Jared Hawkup is leading the Cardinals team in preparing that aspect of the club for this season. We are down here shooting all of the headshots and promotional item footage and uh, commercials for television down here at spring training. Dealing with the players down here is pretty pretty fun. It's pretty great. Everybody, you know, is just showing up to spring training, so everybody is in a good mood. They're happy. They're seeing all their friends again for maybe the first time in a while. So they're excited to get back to playing baseball. And I think, uh, you know, doing doing stuff for us in this room is sometimes a little fun. You know, it's it's out of the element, and they get to they get to do some baseball moves and they're excited that it's going to be up on the scoreboard at Bush Stadium and look really cool. It's a busy time here in Jupiter as you can hear. Baseball is back coming up. A long visit with Cardinals manager Mike Schill. This is Tommy Edmond. The 2-2. Edmond with a drive. You're listening to the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN. We are right back to it. More Cardinals talk right now. This 
This is the Redbird Report with the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Danny Mack on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Jupiter, Florida, spring training home of the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm Dan McLaughlin of Fox Sports Midwest and 101 ESPN. Last year, Mike Schilt became the first manager in the history of the game, the history of baseball that won the award for manager of the year without playing a day in the major leagues. The Cardinals hadn't been to the postseason since 2015. That all changed a season ago. The 0-2. Fly ball, center field. This is caught. It's history. A Cardinals four-game sweep of the Cubs at Wrigley for the first time since 1921. St. Louis back in the postseason. First time since 2015. A Wrigley Field massacre. Well, Mike Shield, another spring training is here. Uh, how excited do you get with spring training? Uh, like kid in a candy store. You know, I mean, we uh, take a little time away from the game, um, get to connect with people and get relationships, but then just for me, at least the pull of the game, just, you know, you just miss it, you yeah. know, and, uh, um, but we've done a lot of our communicating internally with our players, um, planning, organizing, and so now it's time to put into action. Do you get to the point where the game ends in Washington and you say, all right, maybe I need a week, a month, three months to decompress, or are you the kind of guy, I know you're, there's yeah. gym rats and there's baseball rats. Right, right. I mean it affectionately, you're a baseball rat. Yeah. Do you need about 24 hours and you're like, man, I'm, I'm ready to go? No, I, I miss the game. I, I'm not, I'm, I don't mind the break from the daily, what goes into every day. I love it. I'm ready for it again. Um, but, it, it, you know, you need a, at least I do a little respite from that, that the travel, the um, – Talking to me. Well, no, I love that day. We talk, right. And we talk this off season, so we, that's well, clearly not do. the case. We don't. I don't take a that's big true. break from you. Um, but um, you know, just the the day to day stuff that goes into it. But as far as like the game and like, you know, I watched I watched begrudgingly, but with interest. You know, the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I look to the baseball network and and you know look some of the old stuff and i just watch the game so that part i within 24 hours like hey where's my baseball fix of watching yeah a beautiful game being played um but there is some um, uh, rightfully so i think we all experience anytime you invest as much as we do every day which we enjoy but a break from it's healthy you you went from worst to first in defense last year and day one it was a point of emphasis right base running Year before, eh, wasn't great. All of a sudden, you become a top five base running team. So mm-hmm. now, look ahead to twenty twenty. What's the point of emphasis that you say? Let's do this from day one and get better at this aspect of the game. What are you looking at doing? Um, continuing to make our strengths our continue to be our strengths. You know, we want to continue to be. I mean, look, we were rewarded with it. We 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 use a lot of different things to evaluate how this game. End of the day, like I look at it, like how do we win games? And you win games by us being together as a team, us being a unit, us supporting each other. And then we we win games by pitchers just throwing strikes, you know. We have a, and we win games by making plays, you know. And that's the routine ground ball, and it's also the cutoff and relay, and it's all the fundamentals that come with that. And we win games by executing on on offense, all the situations. I include base running in that. And so we just continue to put our effort and energy on. Being a being smart about because we only have so much time, and so we spend a lot of our time investing and thinking about and and looking at where we are deficient, where we're strong. 
we did spend some time last year in some areas that were deficient. You know, our cutoffs and relays weren't real clean from the year before. Our spacing wasn't right. Like first and thirds weren't as crisp. Our bunt plays, you know, were just okay. And we just looked and we spent a little extra time on that. Now, we're not going to say we got this thing figured out. We can now go to the next level of what that looks like. And the thing is, we can now do that. Because you think about Dan, I'm going to long answer your question. Yeah. But we have more experience this year. We have more experience, most importantly, on our field. You know, we've got guys that now have, have gone through it. You know, obviously Yachty's experienced, Goldie's experienced, but now he's experienced what, what, what it looks like here and how we operate coming from a different organization for a long time. And he fit in well. That, that transition went quickly. Colton's, you know, he's been here since 13. You know, Colton's no young guy anymore. He's an established major league player. Paul DeYoung now, established major league player, going his fourth year. All-star, Carp, same deal. Harrison's going on his fourth year. You know, obviously Dexter's a guy that's been going on 11 years of service time now. Matt Weeder's established guy. So those are solid experience. And experience is collectively together. Mm-hmm. That's the position player side. Obviously you got Wayne Oak. Miles going on his third year with us. Jack's going on his third year with us. Dakota's going on his second year with us. Carlos has had a really good offseason. You know, same thing with Colton since 2013. I can go on and on. Andrew Miller and – and so forth. Gio now knows Brebby's going on his third year. Johnny Gant, third year. Tyler Webb, second year. So I want to grow and gain from, from what those experiences look like. But also I want to say that about our staff. Last year was my first full season. It was Ollie's first full season as our bench coach. It was Pop's first full season as our third base coach. It was Stubby's first full season as our first base coach. It was Jeff Albert's first full season as our hitting coach. Two different people in our assistant hitting coach's job in their first season of doing it. Now we kind of look up and go, all right, we know how this wheel's going. We got it going, in, and we got it, the wheel's going in all lined and in a, straight, in a straight path. Now how do we take that next step? And that next step looks like individually within a team setting, how do we now individually help our guys and take advantage of our time in spring training? I think that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it leads me to my next question because time, I'm sure you never feel like you have enough, right? Right. You know, opening day gets here and you're like, oh, I wanted to do this, that, and the other. We tried to do it and just ran out of time. Every team is saying that. You got 70 plus guys coming to camp this year. So, how do you allocate time for everybody to get to work on backfields, in games, those kind of things, and to see the guys you want to see perform? under the lights, those kind of things. How do you do that? Yeah, we just, uh, you know, our preparation, spring training for us is about executing a plan and having the black and the white kind of figured out. And we've done a, we've, we were in a pretty good spot with what that looks like. It's communication with player development. It's communication with the front office because we have uh, newer acquisitions to the club this year from outside the organization. Started doing our research and diligence on what that looks like. It's conversation with those players. Welcoming them, talking to them, getting feedback from them, setting and understanding of kind of what and how we do things, and and then a lot of communication with our staff. You know, me and Ollie, our bench coach Oliver Marmel, um, literally just got through talking about what we want to make sure at the end of spring training we don't look back and say, right. "I wish we had done this and that and this," because we don't get time back. We, you know, days are days are precious. We have the same number of days that we had last year. You know, we we got a template of things we want to work off of, and we've adjusted to what that looks like off, we feel like, clearly appropriately. And we've changed the emphasis on some things. So back to, you know, areas that, to your initial question, you know, we, we want to be more intentional about some things offensively. That It's not that we took for granted, but, you know, there's a process to what that looks like. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, there's a learning curve. People don't like to hear that in a, a high standard perform now environment that we live in in St. Louis and in Major League Baseball, which we accept and we understand. The reality is there's a learning curve. New staff or younger players or new players, and there's concepts, especially with the hitting, that it, it, take, it takes a little longer to, to, to get people to understand or to, or to acclimate. As you can imagine, that's what a lot of people in St. Louis are asking about. How does the team get better offensively? Mm-hmm. You lose Ozuna. So right. I'll ask you, you know, how, how do you do that in spring training going forward? Yeah, you know, we just have to – we lose Ozuna, we lose Jose – you know, two two parts of our offense that we're contributing, and uh, but the and we wish them the best most of the time. <laughs> you know, they're good guys, and we enjoyed them. Um, we have more guys with more experience. We have more clarity with, and I say clarity to the player too. Like, hey, this is what you did well, and this is what we feel like you need to improve upon, and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, most importantly. And we've, you know, created more opportunities from some younger guys that, especially in, the, you know, for the outfield, really primarily that clearly have ability, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just about, and I use this word all the time, it's about consistency. Um, Paul DeYoung in his first big league camp years ago, I'll never forget it. We were sitting there in just organic moment and says, "Man, I'm loving this." And I go, "Yeah, it's pretty great." In big league camp, and he goes, "What, what, what do I do to get here and stay here?" I said, "You just got to," I said. Always got to be consistent because the fact of the matter is players aren't necessarily going to get faster. They're not going to hit further. They're not going to throw harder. Their skill set's not going to increase. Their skill set is basically their skill set. It's now an understanding how they can consistently do it uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically at this level. So, you know, we just, the guys need to be consistent and get the most out of what they have and what, because what you have is what you have. Yeah. Pretty much. Who are you excited to watch? Um, yeah, that's a pretty long list, you know. I, mean, I know. It really is. I mean, I think there's a lot of people excited to see our guys. Um, I mean, and I'm excited to watch them all. I mean, I love watching Yachty play, so I'm excited to watch Yachty play. We, we yeah. know what that looks like. Um, but I'm excited. I love watching Goldie play, you know, Colton. You know? So I'm excited to watch our guys that, I'm, you know, that we know how they play. I love watching them play. But I think the question more to the fact of, like, who are we not used to or familiar with, I want to see, like, Lane Thomas. I want to see O'Neal. I think those two guys, you know, I enjoy watching them play. And, and you know, Lane was contributing for us. And um, I see Tyler get those opportunities that he now is going to get and see. A Ravello, Ravi get some of those bats that Dozy was getting. Kisner, want to see more Andrew, who's, who's continues to make positive strides. So those are probably the, you know, Justin Williams made some strides last year. Of course, we want to see Dylan Carlson. Yeah. You know, we want to see what Dylan does and, and give him opportunity. <clears throat> Nolan Gorman, we'll see Nolan. Uh, liked what we saw last year in the limited time. You know, I just look at the stats. He got 10 at bats last year, and it's pretty good for a guy in his first camp period. Exactly. Forget, you know, to come to big leagues out of high school and get that opportunity and play in some games. And, you know, it's not all, but that's the highlight of the position players. And then I love seeing – I want to see Wayno back out there and Jack, you know, and all the guys that we mentioned that, that we have experience with. But the guys that are off the radar a little bit, I want to see more of Cabrera. You know, really like what he did last year at the end of the year out of the bullpen. He'll be coming to camp as a starter. Alex Reyes, you know, want to see what Alex, this Oviedo, you know, who really passes the eye test. Like, a, I mean, this guy looks the whatever the part is. Yeah. You know, which you say that, and then you got David Eckstein that, you know, helps you win World Series. Right. So, you know, you know, I don't profile on the, on the body too much, but really is, 
He's in better shape than he was this time last year. He's going about it well. His habits are good, are really good, and his stuff's great. Like, like, whoa, this guy could really be a guy guy. So you want to see, obviously, um, Libertor, you know, the young guy we got from with the Hosey and the Rosarina deal. You know, you want to see Zach Thompson, who's, again, in his first big league camp, which people say, well, his first big league camp, he's a first-year draft last year. Well, Michael Walker was National League, you know, championship series MVP. Right. You know, the first year – out of the draft. Anyway, those are the, those are some of the guys. You know, but it's I want to see the new kid. We got Sanchez. We just acquired and see what what he's doing. And Cody Whitley is a guy that really went through the system that impressed us last year without any real idea of what he was about. That that you know came up to backup games and required an opportunity for him to get in. And me and Mike Maddox, Mad Dog, were like, that's plays. Yeah. And and he went out and had a terrific year and pitched well in the fall league and. Excited to see him as well, and I mean, look, it's a lot. Of, it's a good time to, you know, we got a lot of exciting things happening for guys. You know, it's about giving them opportunity. That's Mike Schilt, manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Matt Carpenter, Tommy Edmond, and Schilty getting married. All those topics coming up. We'll continue our conversation with Mike Schilt next on 101 ESPN. Fans, this is Cardinals pitcher Andrew Miller. The St. Louis Cardinals, National League Central Division champions. You're listening to the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN. More baseball talk. We're back now to the Redbird Report with the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Danny Mack on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to the show. It's our debut, the Redbird Report, here on 101 ESPN. I'm Dan McLaughlin of Fox Sports Midwest and 101. First pitch and a high fly ball. Left center at the wall. God! One pitch. He tied it. He tied it. Solo home run. Molina. And this one driven out to left center. Back to back. Yes! 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 St. Louis on top! Two bombs! Two pitches! 9-8 St. Louis! That was a four-game sweep at Wrigley last season. Three of the wins came with a lead that was claimed in the Cardinals' final at bat. And in the finale, they tied the game, took the lead in the ninth, essentially eliminating the Cubs from contention. The Cardinals, though, don't get in that position without the emergence of Tommy Edmond. I continue my conversation with Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. Tommy Edmond, where, where do you plan on playing him in spring training? Everywhere. Yeah. You know, I want to be intentional about Tommy. I'm going to talk to Tommy about it. You know, he's going to move around. And I want to make sure he's, you know, we're, we're moving him around and getting him comfortable. The good news is, as of going into camp, you know, we're solid at our infield. You know, Carp's earned the opportunity to, to take that job and run with it and earn it. And Tommy is also, you look at it and you look and you go, he needs to play some shortstop to be that guy that gives Paulie a blow. Because um, Cantley probably could have given Paulie another three or four days off last year. Physically felt great. I think it could have helped him in some other areas, just get a, you know, just take a, a blow. So Eddie will play some short. He'll be ready to go and play some second. Um, and he's going to play some outfield. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in any outfield position. What do you want to see out of Matt Carpenter? You know this guy well. What do you want to see from him? Um, Back to the same thing I talked about with I want to see the consistent at bat. You know, I want to see I want to see him seeing, just feeling like he's taking a good – he's got an identity what he's doing. 
you know, Carp, I felt like got in between my perspective of it. And I've talked to Matt a little bit about it. I think Matt had collected these individual successes with an intent. But so he went from being a guy that was higher average on base guy to, okay, I'm going to drive the ball as you get more comfortable in the big leagues, which I thought was great. And he, I think, led the league in doubles. And then he went, hey, man, if I can hit a lot of doubles, I can hit the ball to the ballpark. And he did it. And he finished ninth in MVP voting, which we somehow forget. Two years ago, he did right. that. And my point, wrap up point of that is, Danny, is he morphed in a couple of different ways. And then he potentially kind of lost. And then the league adjusts to you. And they pitched him different. And they attacked him different. And then he wasn't sure maybe how to go back to what type of hitter he should be again. And he hadn't didn't have that in his – he hadn't worked on it. He'd become a little dimensional. And I know Matt's been very sincere and, and with Jeff about being a complete hitter again. Good. Just taking a good at bat. Yeah. That's really what I want to say. I just want to take a good at bat. You now have the ability to – have the ability to hit the ball the other way, have the ability to hit the ball in the gap, and have the ability to hit the ball to the ballpark, but not feel like you got to do one of it three or two of three and, and or be in between of what you're trying to do. Just try to have a good at bat, you know, take your walks, which you will, have a good at bat, as many as consistent good at bats you can take, and the numbers will speak for themselves. One more question about the players, one more about you, and then I'll let you go. Is yep. that fair? Yeah, whatever you need, Danny. Okay, you know that. all right. Um, closer, that, that's something that hasn't gotten a lot of attention back home. No. As you know, you're, you're living in St. Louis a bunch, and you, yep. you're getting approached all the time about Carp and Will Ozuna come back and Dylan Carlson and this guy yep. and that guy. Yep. Well, we, we know that the closer spot could be open because Carlos could go in the rotation. So how are you approaching that, that particular spot? I'm thinking about it. We have options. Carlos is in a really good spot. He's ahead. Candidly, I'm very optimistic that Carlos has a really good chance of being in a rotation based on his offseason. He's, he's in better. It's just everything's been better. He's healthier. He feels good. He looks good. He's preparing for the load of what that looks like. Again, the health help, helps with that. But he's in a good spot. He's here early. He's really he's locked in. So if that doesn't work out, then he's in the rotation, then he's our guy. You know, on certain days, as you know, he's not available or certain situation presents itself, it's somebody else. And it, it was like that last year. And, and, and so, but if he is the guy and he's in the rotation, then that creates more of an, a void. You know, we don't expect Jordan back and we're not really thinking about Jordan. Mo says it well, like think of Jordan as a, a post-trade acquisition. Um, but oh, we don't want to put any timeline on Jordan. It's not fair to him uh, or any expectation until he gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's it look like? We now have the three batter minimum, which typically doesn't, in fact, impact the closer, but could have if you're sitting there yeah. trying to parcel outs in that ninth inning, which we've done, to say, all right, Carlos is down or the closer's down. All right, we're going to figure out a way to, to get and parcel those outs and use multiple people to do it. And that's okay. The game's – that's the rules. And um, so figuring out what that looks like, and we are. You like Andrew Miller's experience. He's having a good offseason, feels healthy. So that's an option. Gallegos is the, is, the most, is the guy with the best splits. You know, you also look at him, and we used him in his valuable role to have him using that. Because that high leverage situation could be that sixth inning too. Absolutely. You know? And I've been he, saying that forever. 
you win a lot of games. You know, yeah. games are won and lost like in that fifth, sixth inning. Yep. You know, and we we are going to continue to be intentional about you know getting that early lead and and um, playing because it just sets up your bullpen and, and sets up their bullpen. Helsley's another one. Helsley's an option for it. Geo's an option. Helsley's an option. If Kim's not in the rotation. The reports I hear from about him internally, but I've gotten some unsolicited because I don't go outside organization or asking about guys we acquire because I trust the people that acquired them from our own organization. I might ask around about makeup, that kind of thing about a player that we've acquired and like oh, that kind. Of, but I don't solicit, but I get unsolicited from people I trust and I, I value that. Yeah, and I appreciative of that. That reach out and say, "Hey, man, I played with this guy in Korea. I've gotten some of that. I've gotten people I trust in the industry. They're like, it's a good sign." And this guy, and I've talked to him through his translator, obviously, but this is a guy that stuff can play up at the bullpen and has, uh, that competes well, and it looks like, you know, he's got experience in, in higher leverage situations, embraces it from what I understand. Um, so he's a strong competitor. He has the stuff. I mean, that's kind of what you're looking at, a guy's at the back end of the game. So, yeah. you know, but obviously we need to, we'll figure it out, and it'll be figured out, and it'll be someone or some you know, some combination of people so my final question is you are always evaluating your team how about evaluating yourself and what you want to do this year to be better because i know you do that you're very introspective yeah. in that regard you win the manager of the year so you did a lot of things right you're four wins away from going to the world series so as mike shield evaluates mike shield what do you want to do better this year or what are you trying to work on yourself as being the manager of the Cardinals? Well, you know, first of all, I accepted that award on behalf of the team and that was last year's award. So I can't look at it and go and rest on it. Or it's one of those things that I want to grow from my experience and I want to, I want to be able to continue to communicate. Well, I want to make sure that I'm proactive with things that are now changing in the game relative to the 26 man roster. So I've got to look about how that looks to manage and I need to and continue to look and am looking at what that three batter minimum looks like. People say, well, you, you manage less in that regard. You do. And in fact, you make the move and there's three batters and you've made the move, but the preparation of why you're making that move, you know, one of the things that done historically is, you know, we like that starter to go deep and they get to a certain point and you go figure out how you're going to bring this home. Yeah. Now it's a different way to bring it home. You know, that's what baseball wants. They want, they want that offense. Um, and that's fine, you know. And so just continuing to think about what that looks like, how that looks, the mechanics of it. But just overall, just to continue to help be a, a positive part of the players' lives, continue to get to know them, grow them, continue to work with our staff that, you know, our staff continues to grow, which is healthy, work with our staff. So we are synergized and we are collectively like-minded to make sure we're feeding our players as efficiently as possible. Well put. Thank you. Sorry about the passing of your mother this off season. Thank and you. congratulations on getting married very soon. Oh my gosh. What a what a you know it's hard stuff, man. Hard, I, I could have huh? warned you about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's um it's a blessing. It's a blessing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um is it not God didn't close the door, you know, because my mom's in a good place and, and uh, she's still with me. But he opened, definitely opened one. So That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Danny. Always a pleasure. That's Mike Schilt, the reigning manager of the year in the National League. Coming up, we'll finish up the show with some of the news around camp and around Major League Baseball on 101 ESPN. This is Cardinals pitcher Daniel Ponce de Leon. And a strikeout. Ponce de Leon, his first strikeout in the Major Leagues. You're listening to the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN.
of the Cardinals talk you know and love. This is the Redbird Report with the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Danny Mack on 101 ESPN. Ball glove by Wong gets up and what a play. Takes a hit away from Jerickson Profar. On his way to the gold glove here in 2019, that's Colton Wong. Wong with the catch with his back to the infield. What a play by Colton Wong. Oh, what a play here. Out there, double play. Ho, Wong. Little flare, Wong going out, leaps high, he got it. He got it. What a play, Colton Wong. Told the guys in the gold glove tournament, I plan on being here you know, for a long time. I don't want to give this up. I don't plan on giving this up. You know, I expect to be here for a while. And um, man, it's just one of those things where, you know, after you taste a little bit of success, you know, you want it all. The St. Louis Cardinals, National League Central Division champions. The Cardinals had a remarkable turnaround with their defense. It was a makeover never seen in the game before. The Cardinals went from leading the majors in errors with 133 in 2018 to committing just 66 a year ago, the fewest in baseball. Only the 1935 Chicago White Sox, who made the second fewest errors one year after committing the most, have come close to what the Cardinals did a season ago. There were more defensive shifts, the addition of Paul Goldschmidt, and the attention to detail of Mike Schilt that all made that happen. Welcome back to the show. This is the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN. I'm Dan McLaughlin of Fox Sports Midwest and 101. Even with the improved defense and very good pitching, whether it be starting or relieving, Dakota projects the Cardinals and their fans to have a very long summer. They project the Cardinals to finish in third place in the NL Central, just 80 wins. 80 wins, and they love the Reds. Brian Walton covers the minor leagues and the Cardinals at his website, thecardinalsnation.com. Clearly, Bacota doesn't like the St. Louis Cardinals. No, baseball prospectus every year comes out with their projections, their system called Bacota, and they they, you know, they, they uh, change them uh, based on how the variables uh, you know come out over the year. But their initial projections say that the Reds are going to improve by 11 wins over last year and with 86 wins, be the top team in the National League Central. Correspondingly, the Cardinals, in their mind, are going to win 11 fewer games than last year, drop from 81 wins all the way down, excuse me, 91 wins all the way down to 80. So in their view, the Cardinals are a fourth-place team below 500. Kind of hard to believe in my mind. I, I get that everybody's excited about the Reds, and they made a lot of changes, but they made a lot of changes the year before, too, and, you know, I, I just... I don't see 22 games of, you know, flipping between the two teams. The Reds being 11 to get better and the Cardinals being 11 worse. So I think the projections are interesting, but ultimately I go to what the odds makers are saying, and they're saying the Cardinals are 88 and a half and the Reds are 84 and a half, and that's, you know, the over-under, and we'll see how those betting lines uh, shift. Since this is our first show, I want to say congratulations to Larry Walker on making the Hall of Fame. He spent a year and a half in St. Louis. And recently, I caught up with Larry at the Cardinals Fantasy Camp. Love talking to the future Hall of Famer, Larry Walker. The love they have for the Cardinals in just a year and a half that I was there, and not even that long. They, they open their hearts, and they're first-class organization. The fans are first-class. I mean, like I said, we, we've talked about me getting a standing ovation after my strikeout in my first at-bat, and 
to start off my cardinal career uh, with that ovation and that love, I tell you what, it's uh, anybody uh, would be out of their mind not to want to play for the Cardinals and put this uniform on. Also, congrats to Ted Simmons, who is headed to the Hall of Fame. Spoke with Ted about that and the impact of Yadier Molina on the game of baseball today. Yadi has the ability to be the hitting instructor, pitching coach, the manager, the catcher. He has the ability to do all those things. What's extraordinary about him is he could do them all at the same time. And when you think about that, I'm not exaggerating. He might not be willing to do it, but if for some reason that became necessary, he could do it. You think so? I absolutely do. He could hit. He's, He's become a great hitter. He's become a run producer. He's now learned to hit with power. I mean, you know, his, his whole offensive approach is significant today as opposed to when he first came. He understands the pitching inside out. I mean, when he goes to the mound to stop play and everybody comes to the mound, I mean, it's because he is the pitching coach and he is out there reflecting the manager's intent and the pitching coach's intent. And he makes it plain to everyone when he gets out there. And then he goes back and is then catcher again. And it's very likely in the next half inning, he's leading off and is apt to homer. Yeah. So you're looking at an extraordinary, extraordinary player. One I've never seen in my life defensively like him. So what's happening in the game right now? Yesterday, it became official there's a three-batter minimum for a pitcher to face a hitter. There's a 26th man on the roster. Also, there is dealing with the cheating scandal in baseball concerning the Houston Astros. Cardinals hitting coach Jeff Albert was a member of the Astros coaching staff when this was going on. He addressed the media in St. Louis and in Jupiter yesterday. My, you know, in 2017, I'm the minor league coordinator. And 2018, my experience wasn't really like kind of a lot of stuff that's kind of coming out in the in the media now so um, I did not really experience a lot of conversation with players staff anything like that that had to do with um, anything that I thought was not legal um, you know going on there but did you feel if, if you had seen something was there an avenue for you to say anything I think that would have been really uh, tough so I understand you know from whether it's the players staff members whatever the case may be, um, I tried to I could kind of go back to that time and I do think that would have been a tough position to be in. I didn't feel like there was any, like looking around, like I said, conversations with staff, players, or just looking around. I didn't really feel like I was watching or witnessing anything that was out of the ordinary. I asked Derek Gould, the Cardinals beat writer of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and STLToday.com if this is it for Jeff Albert in terms of addressing questions about this particular subject. Probably not. I mean, I think I think he answered to the scope he was comfortable. Um, I think there is always going to be an element of, you know, until this group produces, there will be a question about how his previous team produced, right? So he can put it to rest by distancing himself from the Astros, which, you know what, to be honest, he really didn't. He was highly complimentary of what he called the culture and innovation that he saw there. He said he did not want to detract from the talent of the hitters there. And I, I think that was respectful, uh, or I think he was trying to be respectful of the hitters he worked with there. But I think because he didn't 
distance himself from that production, there's going to have to be production with the Cardinals to make that happen. If it doesn't happen, then there will always be questions. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt. Was there anything that he, when he was asked, was there anything that he would not address? Not really, no. He was asked if he felt the titles were tainted, and he, he sort of said that wasn't for him to to say he, you know I, I guess so he didn't like directly answer that yes or no but he did say like you know he wasn't there in 2017 so he, he wasn't sure if that was for him to say um, I asked him if he, if the production of those players was in question and he may have taken a little issue with that suggesting that their talent is what did the production this is a story that is not going away this spring training it truly is a black eye on the sport this has been the Redbird Report on 101 ESPN. Our next show will air on Monday night. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember, I have visits with Bernie Miklas every Monday, Anthony Stalter on Wednesday, the Fast Lane on Friday. I'll talk to you from Jupiter tomorrow on the Fast Lane. So long from Jupiter, Florida, and spring training home of the St. Louis Cardinals.